Everything changes in today's marketplace. Technology, competition, staff, and even clients. Everyone is doing business differently than they once did. The challenge many face is keeping up with the change. Welcome to Thriving in Uncertainty with your host, Meredith Elliott Powell. By learning from the insights and expertise of guests like those you'll hear today, you can thrive in ways you never thought possible. Now, here is Meredith Elliott Powell. Welcome to Thriving in Uncertainty, the radio program where we cover the ideas, share the strategies, and implement the powerful tips you need to ensure you succeed no matter how the marketplace changes and what this economy does. I am Meredith Elliott Powell, your host, and I am excited about today's guest and our topic, Selling from the Heart, How Your Authentic Self Sells You. So without further ado, I want to introduce my guest today, a very good friend of mine, Larry Levine. He is a powerhouse, a powerhouse of sales, a powerhouse of authenticity, and he is more than 25 years in the field of B2B sales, and he is the author of what I think is one of the most innovative sales books out there, Selling from the Heart. And what I love about Larry is not only what he writes about, but that he is what he writes about, practices what he preaches, and ready to bring that to today's uh, show. Right, Larry? Uh, I can't wait. This is awesome. (laughs) Well, good. Well, I really want to dive into, um, we're going to see... Um, and talk about selling from the heart and this whole idea of really being your authentic self. And I want my readers, um, readers, we're going to talk more later about um, about where you can get this book. But I want to, um, for anybody listening to the podcast, if you haven't read it, it is a really great take on what you need to do to not only be successful in sales today, but to be successful long term. So Larry, kind of back us up, give us a little history. How did this come about? Um, how did this come about for you? Wow. It, it, it was quite a journey because when, let's see, when I started in my sales career and then right when I got married, I made a promise to my wife that I'd write a book. Wow. And, and it, was, it was just one of those things that I go, because I grew up in the office technology space. And I go, you know, hey, it'd be great to kind of write a book about my career and so forth. And then the more I started thinking about it, I go, that's kind of boring, right? <laughs> so it, I, I shelved it. And, you know, as one thing led, led, led to another, I go, you know, sometimes we're just dealt cards that we just got to play with. So it was about three and a half years ago is kind of when my journey took took a little circle and I and I hopped out of corporate sales and I started on this journey of, you know, how to help salespeople really uncover themselves and who they are and how we package this all together in a digitally driven world. And what made it really significant for me is I hired a coach about 13, 14 years ago, right when I started to see the shift in the tides turn a little bit as far as how buyers were hiding behind voicemails and not returning emails. And it was really starting to frustrate me. And those who know me really well know that I always like staying one step ahead of the curve. So I hired a business coach and I write about it in Selling from the Heart. And the best thing that this coach taught me, Meredith, was how to be myself online and play in the online sandbox because I had no idea what it was about. Mm. Yeah. So that, that would have been kind of early on when it was really sort of becoming a part of the sales process. Yeah. So that was like 2007, 2006, 2007. And when I, and I went through just the 90 days of just really looking at who I was internally and how I wanted to portray myself. That's when I uncovered with his help what branding meant. And what it meant to put yourself out there in a social world. And I hadn't, you know, this is before I knew what all these social platforms were. Let me ask you this, though. So, so you decide to hire um, a coach, and this coach starts to talk to you about learning to be yourself. Help me understand why being myself in the sales process matters. Because it, for me, it was, I got to a point where I'm harder on myself than anybody else is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was my worst sales manager just because that's who I was, and I was always I was always concerned what other people thought of me. And Mm -hmm. I came out of a profession that quite frankly, doesn't have a very good reputation to begin with. And that started to wear on me, right? People started to clump me in that, in that role of you're just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not like everybody else because I took my career real serious. 
And it wasn't until that moment where he says, hey, you know what? You can do things different, right? And here's how you're going to do it. First thing you got to do is you got to start working on yourself. Mm. And we got to unpack who you are. And I did a lot of soul searching, but one of the best things that I realized was your clients are your best source of help. So I went back to my clients and started asking them things about me. What do you like about me? What have I brought to the table that impresses you and so forth? And I just started to go pad to paper, right? Pen to paper on this whole thing. And I just started to unpack who I was from my perspective, but also my client's perspective and sat down with my coach and I just packaged this all together. And then I just ate it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So what did it do for you once you, you know, it's, it's interesting because the most successful people that I talk to in, um, in sales and talk about a profession that doesn't have a great reputation, oh, sales, is a, sales is one of them, but the most successful um, that I speak with, really that upper echelon, really start with this step that you're talking about is that the, the very first sale you've got to do is, is with you. You've got to do the soul surging. You've got to do the work. But what, what shift did you feel like once you understood from your clients why they chose you, why they, you know, what it was about you, what did that initial step do for you when it came to selling? I, I think the biggest thing is it increased my confidence immensely because I, just from hearing it, writing it down, packaging it all up, I go, you know what? This is my secret sauce. Mm-hmm. It's not the company I work for. It's not the products that I sold and all that. It was actually me. And my clients were enjoying what I was doing for them. And that, that was the biggest thing is it increased my confidence to a point where I use that as my secret sauce. I use that as my weapon, so to speak, when I was out there is I wanted people to know who I was. And then when I started learning about this, so, you know, take this thing even farther. This is before I really knew what social platforms were. My business coach actually helped me build out my own website. Mm-hmm. And that website, I mean, by now in, in today's day and age, it would be a landing page. Yeah, right. right. I, thought it, I thought I was big time, right? I had three pages and it was, but I had a picture of me on there, right? I had a picture of me, you know, in the office technology space. But where I really started seeing this is when my customers and my clients started having me take pictures with them with my arm around them and I humanized myself. I put it up on my website. And then what I learned that was the real key to this is I drove people to the website. I was proactive in saying, hey, if you want to learn a little bit about me, why don't you go check out here? And I had my own website, my own domain name and everything like that. And I just drove people. I drove my clients to it. They started spreading the word when I was out prospecting. It was on my business cards and things like that. I started driving people there because they got to know who I was in a different level compared to what their expectations were, what their thoughts were of other salespeople. You know, it's, um, it's interesting that, um, you know, it really, and, and I think that was certainly important when you started out, but I think in today's world, it's even more um, vital because in today's world, literally, there is no product or service we sell that our competitors can't sell, won't sell, or couldn't sell. And there's all this talk out there of whether salespeople are becoming, you know, dinosaurs? Is it something that is becoming irrelevant when you can just purchase it with a, you know, with a, you know, email or order it or do whatever you need to do, text and get it. But what you're talking about is if salespeople really bring their authentic self to it, they actually add another level of value to the relationship. Yeah, you know, they do. And, and, you know, it, it goes back to that very the original question, you know, how selling from the heart came to be. That's the journey that started this whole process was me going back, you know, what is this, 12, 13 years ago and really yeah. finding out who I was and that I mattered, right? And once I started to understand this and unpack who I was, I started, the confidence started to increase and then I started bringing it out even more and even more. And I always was looking for feedback. I was always looking for how can I do things better? So, I mean, there were sleepless nights because I ripped myself apart, you know, probably the worst, but that's just, that's just me. Yeah. Oh, I'm always trying to see how can I repackage and re-deliver and, and re-energize myself. And that, I think to me, that was the beginning of selling from the heart. It, it, it was then. And then, um, I mean, well, you know the podcast because you were on it not too long ago. But what was interesting was when I first started out of corporate sales, so this is right at the beginning of 2016, 
I still, then I was having to go through, okay, now how do I present this out into the marketplace and how I can help? And I go, you know what? I'm just going to do the same thing. Hey, here's what you get. Here's who I am. And this is how I'm going to help sales teams, right? It's just, you, we got to un, un, uncover and unpack authenticity and not just use it as a word that mm-hmm. so many people use. And that was the whole journey. And I remember when I started, I was, I was talking with Daryl, my podcasting partner one day, and I go, hey, let's just start a podcast. He goes, yeah, what are two knuckleheads coming out of the office technology space going to talk about that, that anyone will even listen to? And I said, well, we got a lot of stories. We got a lot of passion behind what we do. Let's just start having conversation, you and I. And he goes, okay, well, this sounds kind of cool. What do you want to call it? Right then and there, Meredith, I said, selling from the heart. You knew it. I knew it. And, I, and he goes, well, that's kind of cool. And that was the beginning 2017 of the whole selling from the heart and bringing it mainstream. And the podcast started grabbing more listeners. We had some really cool guests on. And then the book selling from the heart came out in 2018. And here we are, you know, not even almost the middle of 2019. And I've just built this whole brand around selling from the heart because I firmly believe that's the missing link in sales. And so, um, so how did it, was it always missing? Is, is authenticity something that we're, you know, why, why isn't there authenticity in sales? Because uh, I think it goes against the grain and I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I just think it just, I think people think it's, I'll use words like too mushy gushy, right? It's just, it's not that whole persona of what salespeople are portrayed because of what's happened out in the media and movies and things like that. I, I think it's always been there, but it's been brushed off to the side because they, they just don't think it works. That's just my opinion. And is it, well, I mean, in, in, you know, it's funny. I, when I was probably three or four years ago, I was, I was at an event and I heard a speaker talking about authenticity and I literally had heard people afterwards. Well, could you teach me to be authentic? And which is, which is, which is a funny, you know, which is a funny concept, but in actuality, maybe we have gone so far in one direction that kind of figuring out how to get back to your authenticity. Um, you know what, first I want to lay the foundation. So when you, not only does it build your confidence, but do you find a different response coming from customers when you're yourself and is it with all customers or do you find that you don't appeal to some? You know, it, it's, it's interesting because what I started to find out is uh, especially, you know, I'll just use the C-suite as an example is I started finding my levels of conversation with executives started to strengthen. Okay. Because, um, and it was, and it's hard to describe Meredith, but you could just, I, I was just sensing it because I wasn't hiding behind anything. I wasn't putting on an act. I was genuinely there to help and they could just see it. And, and I made it about them and the conversation started to open up and they, we started to unpack all these things that I think, um, I always say that people can smell sincerity the minute you open your mouth, but they can smell it just as fast if you're not yeah. being sincere. And it was just, it was just the way I delivered. It was maybe it was the way I handled myself, but I just found that the levels of conversation started to get deeper and more interesting because I wasn't hiding. I wasn't trying to put on an act. They weren't canned questions with canned responses and so forth. It was just, I remember, um, you know, James Muir, right? Sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's just one of the super nicest guys ever. And when I started to get to know James and I read The Perfect Clothes and all that, we started talking one day and he goes, the perfect clothes, it just happens, right? It's just something that just happens. You sense it. It's hard to describe, but it just happens. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I take that same philosophy when, when you don't have to put on a front, things just start to happen. And, you know, that, I mean, so here's, here's what's interesting. I remember I was going back to, and, and I think why is, I was probably a quarter of the way into writing my book, Meredith, and somebody, uh-huh. and, so, and I was prepared for it because somebody had warned me on it. Be prepared for people to start poking holes at you. Sure. Um, and you know what that's like, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I was about a quarter of the way halfway through writing the book and I was dripping it out on social. And somebody sends me an invite to connect on LinkedIn. I'll condense the story, but it, it's kind of hilarious. But it proves, it, it proves where I'm going with my book and what I really believe in. 
is this person, you know, sends me a connection request. Obviously, I accept, and there's a lot of pleasantries that went back and forth. And this person asked me um, inside the message center, they go, hey, Larry, um, I want to know what research and what case studies you're bringing into selling from the heart and, and so forth. And I'll go, and I go, mentally, I'm going, why do you even want to know, right? And so I just played along with it. And I said, hey, listen, I don't have a PhD in human behavior. I don't have, you know, a master's in psychology or anything like that. My PhD and what I'm bringing to this book came from 28 years of getting the, you know, what kicked out of me selling copiers in Los Angeles my whole life. That's what I'm bringing to the book and what I believe in. Either buy the book or you don't, right? I, I really don't care. Yeah. And that's just the way I delivered the message. And the person then came back and said, hey, I want you to look up a word because I think it's applicable to anybody who writes a book around authenticity and the world's words called self-deception. I just want to make, and I, and I, this guy really roped me into this. Yeah. He just goes, listen, he goes, I want to make sure that you're that the person who writes these books are really sincere and authentic, or they're just not trying to capitalize around writing a book around that. I said, well, you're going to have to find out for yourself. And sure enough, and sure enough, you know, come October, I start seeing this person tweeting out parts of my book. Yeah. Okay. They got it right. They got the book because they were deep into the book, these tweets. And we just started talking one day and I said, well, you know, why did you say all these things? Because I mean, now we talk all the time. He just goes, the the person says, you know, there's so much fluff going on out there around authenticity and being your genuine self that I just, I believe in it. I just had to question you on it. And you wrote a really great book. And I said, it's just me being me. And, you know, so I, I guess, Meredith, you know, long story short on, on the question is, you know, once my confidence grew and so forth, it was just me being me. And that's what I brought. I didn't have to think about it. Right. It was just you get what you get. Either you like me or you don't like me. You like what I bring to the table or you don't. Yeah. Well, we've got to take a short break, but I want to come back to this idea of just me being me and talk about some of the work that you do around selling from the heart of getting sales professionals, business owners, anybody who's got to sell for, um, for a living to really tie into that um, concept and figure out how they tap into selling from the heart. So stay on with us. We will be right back with more of Larry Levine. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you ready to learn the business strategies you need to succeed no matter what this economy does? Are you interested in learning how the top organizations and how successful leaders are making change work for their companies and using uncertainty as their greatest competitive advantage? Then join the thousands of business owners, sales professionals, and entrepreneurs who have found the answers. Business growth expert Meredith Elliott Powell, author of Thrive, Strategies for Success in Uncertainty, offers powerful keynotes, workshops, and training courses for organizations and leaders of sales professionals looking to take their companies to the next level. Voted a top 15 business growth expert to watch and top 40 motivational speaker, Meredith coaches executives, trains next level leaders, and builds sales teams in her innovative three-step proven system to thrive in uncertainty. To learn more, go to valuespeaker.com. To speak with Meredith directly, book Meredith to speak and learn more about her training programs. That's valuespeaker.com. Visit today. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Redis is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Thriving in Uncertainty. If you have a question or comment about our program, Meredith would love to hear from you. Her email address is M-E-R-E at valuespeaker.com. Again, that's M-E-R-E at valuespeaker.com. Now back to Thriving in Uncertainty. 
Welcome back to Thriving in Uncertainty, the radio program where we cover the ideas, share the strategies, and implement the powerful tips you need to ensure you succeed no matter how this marketplace changes or what this economy does. So I'm Meredith Elliott Powell, your host, and we are back with Selling from the Heart author, Larry Levine. And Larry, we were talking about just really the shifts and changes that happened for you when you tapped in to your authentic self, and it really inspired you to write Selling from the Heart. Now, the work that you do with, um, with sales professionals, with business owners, how do you help them begin to make that transition? Because I imagine that's trying to undo some pretty strong hard wiring. It's massively hardwiring, and 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 this is what was interesting, and and I learned this, and I had to learn it the hard way when I first started doing this. Is you have believers, Meredith, and you have non-believers, and I was trying to have so many conversations with non-believers just around the words of being authentic and being your genuine self, right? It's it's almost like trying to force it upon them. Yeah. But where I found that the message really resonates and how I can really help is with those business leaders and sales teams that really go, you know what? I get it. I understand how powerful this could be. I just don't quite get how to package this all together. Right. And, and I find that, that the coaching and the conversations with believers take on a whole different meaning. And the results are, are tremendous as opposed to trying to find all these non-believers mm-hmm. and trying to work with a bunch of non-believers. Mm. Do you, um, you know, when you, when you talk about, you know, working with a company, um, is it, you know, so you get the CEO or the leader to, um, to buy into the concept. And, you know, you, I mean, you're talking about authenticity, which is kind of a squishy subject to get yeah. your head around. How do you give them the concrete pieces to help them understand the results that it'll get? You know, a a lot of it is um, I sit down and actually go, I'll just call it soul searching. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, it's, you know, people are going to go, gosh, Larry, you know, that's just, that's just too touchy feely. Yeah. But, and this is, this is where I'm a firm believer is, and, and we've touched on it, you know, in previous conversations is I think everybody has their authentic self in them. Mm-hmm. Because um, that's let's just peel this one back, and, and you know, I'm going to answer in a couple different ways. But let's just look at our personal lives, whether that be in a marriage or in a significant relationship with somebody else. Hopefully, we're bringing our genuine, authentic selves to that relationship. And I just get salespeople and sales leaders to understand that if we can closely mirror what we do in our personal lives and how we treat our personal relationships. If we can do the same thing in our sales world that we live in, then good things start to happen and you start creating alignment. There's no chaos. You're not juggling personality. So I really, I really get people to really start thinking by asking them questions and self-reflecting upon who they are. Right. I may even have them go back and start asking series of questions to their clients. Like what words would you use to describe me? What mm-hmm. words would you use to describe how I've been supporting you? You know, what value have I been bringing to your organization? Because then when they start hearing it from their clients, yeah, it, it may open a can of worms, but I think it's going to really open up who they are. And not only from their perspective, but from their clients' perspectives, and then I coach them on how to package this all together mm-hmm. and reposition who they are. It, I, I mean, it, it's, it's tough stuff. I mean, it's, and sometimes it's not easy, Meredith, but... Um, that there's a lot of aha moments that go along the way. It's like, I didn't really realize that this is who I was because I, I think a lot of times people in sales and the leaders are portraying themselves as people that they really aren't because they think that's who they need to position themselves as in the marketplace. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, sometimes I'll go in with salespeople and, you know, you'll have an organization that's using a lot of assessments and, um, and, you know, people aren't stupid. They begin to figure assessments yeah, yeah. out, you know. And, um, and you, you definitely have who you think you're supposed to be versus who you, you know, who you really are. But, um, but when it comes to that, I mean, do we, do we, do people have resistance to embracing who they, who they really are? Yeah, because I think they're afraid of what they may find out. And, and, it was, and it was interesting because I said in order for you to really do this and do it correctly, 
is you got to wear a big V on your chest and you just got to become really super massively vulnerable. Yeah. And, um, and that's where I was. That's where I've always been. And I, and I always tell people and I'll throw it out there. I mean, I grew up in a household of all girls. Most of my cousins, right. I grew up with were girls. Uh-huh. And, and I think I get, you know, I, I got a lot of that, that, uh, what's uh, I'm, I'm just gonna throw it out there. Female tendencies, right. Yeah. Because of, you know, growing up in a Jewish household with a Jewish mother and a Jewish grandmother. <laughs> I mean, I mean, wow. But nevertheless, but you could see where I'm going with this is, is I started to, I started to take that motherly advice and I started to repackage that into, okay, how does this work in a male role? And that's what, that's what I really started to find out is we can do all that. And I think that's the, that's the biggest key is we all have the capability of doing this. It's, we got to get vulnerable with ourselves. We got to set our egos aside. We got to set the fear aside. And, and I think it's, it's really critical because your clients and your prospects, the people you come across with will crave this stuff. They will eat this stuff up because it's just, it, I always go, it's just the real me. Cause it's too, you know, Meredith, it's just too hard to freaking juggle. You know, this is who I am at eight o'clock. This is who I am at five o'clock. This is who I am at 12, right? I, I just can't do that. That's just not how my mind works. Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's, uh, well, you know, when I think of like um, celebrities that have always been um, uh, authentic, didn't really fit with the mainstream of what we think. Always, like, one of the biggest that always comes up for me is Dolly Parton. And I just don't know anybody who doesn't really love Dolly Parton. Oh, I know. Even, even if you don't like her music, even if you don't like whatever, you can't just help but love her because she is who she is. Yeah. And, and you know what's interesting? And you bring up a topic. I just want to just jump on it just really quick if I can. Yeah. Is this whole thing of portraying yourself out there? Mm-hmm. Is I'm just now starting to do some work inside the sports field in, with, with – um, sales teams who sell tickets, you know, to go to events and things like that. Yeah. And what's really interesting, I'm a sports nerd. I'm just an absolute sports junkie. So I get, I mean, I, sometimes I go off on tangents with people and start talking sports, but when I find somebody inside the sports world, I mean, I just go, I'm just a nerd. I'm just a sports nerd. And I was talking to this gentleman and he says, Larry goes, you just don't understand the different lives these people lead because we start forming opinions, especially of professional athletes, because it's a rare opportunity that you ever get to meet a professional sure. athlete, shaking their hand, high-fiving them or whatever. So our, our, the stories we conjure up in our head are based on what we see of these people on TV, through social, through what we read on the internet and things like that. So we have this picture of who they are. And this person said, Larry, you'll be surprised. That's not who they really are when you really get to know them. Mm-hmm. And, and I took that one to heart because I said, you know what? I don't want to be that person. You know, what you get with me online is what you get with me face to face. And they don't have to worry about who they see Larry Levine is online. Is that Larry Levine going to be different when I finally shake that person's hand? Right. And that's why I said, Hey, you know what? You get what you get. I mean, it's just me to the T what you see online is what you see face to face. You, and, and, you know, I just don't know any other way to describe it. I go, if you really want to have success with all this, you know, sales leaders and salespeople and managers, they need to understand that you need to bring the best version of yourself to the table because if you don't, A, you're only fooling yourself, but more importantly, you're fooling your clients and your prospects. But, you know, it's, I mean, it is interesting in the, in this whole idea of let's talk a little bit about social and, and that is that, um, that, I mean, you want to reveal who you are. At the same point, there's a tipping point. I mean, I get, I get tired of reading people who they had a bad day. They, you know, they, um, nothing's going right. I mean, there's a point at which you want to be vulnerable and you want to be open about what's going well and what isn't. But where is the balance with authenticity of painting yourself in another degree of what, to which you don't want to be painted? Yeah, you, you know, and, and you bring up some, and, and I'm not, um, I'm not disrespecting anybody when I say this, and there's no disrespect out there. I'm not the social police. There's enough social police out there yeah. that's telling you what to do and what not to do. Um, I just say, hey, you, you know what? Just be sensitive to what you what you share, and, and be sensitive to sharing about who you are and what you do and why and so forth. I think there's there's a lot of um, I'll call it social fakeness out there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, people are, there's just a lot of confusion and there's a lot of noise. And I said, you know what? I think people just paralyze themselves because they, they're, they're watching people who are consistent with this drive these messages and they go, yeah, right. You know, is that really, is that really real? Which led me to where I always say, you know, there's two words that you hear all the time online. If you spend time online is you hear the words visible and you hear the words valuable all the time online. You hear, you hear the social, you know, all these people that are touting social, Hey, you got to get visible. You got to get valuable. I absolutely agree, but I question the order that those things occur in. Oh, interesting. And so when it's okay, and, and I've had some many knockdown dragons, I love getting into healthy conversation because I think it's great, right? Too many people agree with everybody. And I'm not saying yeah. I'm here to disagree, but I'm here to say we can have healthy conversation about what we agree or disagree on. And I said, hey, listen, spend any day on social and you'll see so many people doing videos, whether you like them or not, the message, like it or not, right? It's what they feel they want to throw out there. But then after a while, they have they fall off the radar screen because they don't know really what to say anymore, mm-hmm. and they don't understand the value that you bring to the marketplace. So I'm looking at this through sales eyes, right, and how you yeah. social. And I just said, okay, let me take a back seat to this. If we got, if we collectively as sales professionals and leaders can understand the value that we bring to the marketplace, we can understand our values and so forth. Then let's package this all together in a way that promotes our best selves and then get as visible as heck with this through multiple channels. So the first step is understanding who you are and, 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 and what it is that you, what it is that you want to, you know, share this, this positioning of yourself, so to speak. And then, um, and then really creating that image in the marketplace. Yeah. Because here, here's what's interesting. And, and, um, I'm, I'm thinking of this, this individual that I'm actually coaching and she had never done videos and she rarely had posted things because she sees everything that's out there. And she goes, I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to post. I don't, I, I just don't know. And I said, well, listen, let's just work on who you are. Let's reposition you and your values and understand that you do bring a lot of goods to the marketplace. Mm-hmm. The minute this person started to understand that, then it started to open up. You know what? Now I feel more comfortable on social because I understood who I was. I understand my value. I understood the values I started bringing my customers because there's a lot of back work we did with this. Yeah. Or, and it's not like this person never had posted anything. It's just that they had never posted anything that had meaning behind it and had some substance behind it. They were just posting things on social because they thought that's what they were supposed to do. Do you get what I'm throwing at you? Yeah, I do. So is it, is it that when you're talking about presenting your authentic self, is it, you know, as a sales professional, am I presenting myself? Am I trying to let people into my world both personally and professionally? Yeah. And and I say that with a little bit of, (laughs) I heard it. Yeah. um, I, I mean, I'll tell you if, if I can, I'll, I'll share with you how I use social, how I, how I did as a, as a sales professional and how I do it now is um, I keep things simple. I'm just a simple person, even though technology is here. I'm a non-techie guy, but I've just learned how to leverage some of the stuff and make it work for me. As I said, you know what, if I want somebody to get a window into who I am professionally, then go to, you know, platform like LinkedIn. Yeah. The way I've always treated it, it's the mindset around it. I'm really strategic and I'm really cognizant of what I engage in, what I post and all that. That's me in a hundred percent professional light. Period. hundred percent. And I don't deviate from it and I do it with consistency. I don't dabble in it. I just do, I do it every single day. I do it because I like it and it's made a difference in my life and it's making a difference to the people who who choose to follow and engage with me. And then I use other social areas, you know, other social platforms like Instagram. If you really want to get a really clear window into who I am as a person in a personal and professional setting, go follow me on Instagram. That that's, I call that just visual storytelling. You'll really get a really good window into who Larry Levine is 
by just scrolling through my Instagram page, you're going to see, I like getting involved in the community. You're going to see, you know, I like, you know, sorry, I'm a California wine snob. So you're going to yes. see you know, things around that. And when I travel and business travel and things like that. And then, you know, I use Twitter as 95% business and 5%, you know, some sports, some things that mean something to me. And that's how I've packaged me out into the world, out into the community, out into the sales world. And, and I let people know that. Great. When we come back, I want to talk, we, we have one more um, uh, segment break. And when we get back, I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about the next steps after that. Once I've really created that image, what impact does it have on the customer? What impact does it have um, uh, on the sale? And how do sales professionals or business owners continue to nurture that? So we're going to take one more break and then we will be back with the amazing Larry Lindley. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready to learn the business strategies you need to succeed no matter what this economy does? Are you interested in learning how the top organizations and how successful leaders are making change work for their companies and using uncertainty as their greatest competitive advantage? Then join the thousands of business owners, sales professionals, and entrepreneurs who have found the answers. Business growth expert, Meredith Elliott Powell, author of Thrive, Strategies for Success in Uncertainty, offers powerful keynotes, workshops, and training courses for organizations and leaders of sales professionals looking to take their companies to the next level. Voted a top 15 business growth expert to watch and top 40 motivational speaker, Meredith coaches executives, trains next-level leaders, and builds sales teams in her innovative three-step proven system to thrive in uncertainty. To learn more, go to valuespeaker.com. To speak with Meredith directly, book Meredith to speak and learn more about her training programs. That's valuespeaker.com. Visit today. Do you need directions to solve financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Thriving in Uncertainty. If you have a question or comment about our program, Meredith would love to hear from you. Her email address is M-E-R-E at valuespeaker.com. Again, that's M-E-R-E at valuespeaker.com. Now back to Thriving in Uncertainty. Hi, this is Meredith Elliott Powell, and welcome back to Thriving in Uncertainty, the radio show where we dive into exactly what you need to know, the tips and the strategies that are going to put you in a position to succeed no matter what this marketplace does. Today's episode, we are talking about authenticity. Yes, authenticity and the power that it has in the sales process and the client relationships. And if you joined us right before the, um, uh, in the last segment, we were really talking about, in essence, I would say, Larry, we were talking about brand. Would, would you agree? Yeah, 100%. All right, so where does brand where does it take place? You know, I've been in sales so long that when I started out in sales, we never heard of the word branding. Then when branding came out, it was something that belonged to the marketing department. Yep. yep. So where does branding integrate with sales um, people now? Well, it, it, it's interesting because, uh, you know, and we were talking about it is I didn't even understand what branding was. I had no clue what branding was until I hired that business coach, right? And, and that's where I started going down this journey of, hey, you know what? Now I get it. And that's why I said everybody has a brand. We just don't know it because sure. uh, it, it's just something that until recently, now everyone's talking about, right? You got to have a brand. You got to have a personal brand and so forth. But to me, a brand's been a journey, right? Everybody's on this, 
you know, especially in sales. I mean, everybody's on this journey. We just got to understand now how to package this all up. And that's where I think, you know, the marketing part of this crossed over to sales is, um, and I'm not a marketing person, never been a marketing person. I've been a salesperson my whole life. But, but what I found out was I controlled me and I controlled my actions and I just had to learn how to market myself. Mm-hmm. And no one had to tell it for me because I grew up in a world where I had no marketing department and things like that telling me, hey, we've got to create a brand, right? I, I had nobody coaching me on that. So that's why, I, that's why I think it's important today that, and I'm really sensitive to how I deliver this and, and how I work with salespeople, I, you know, because it can become confusing. Yeah. Because, you know, let's just deliver the message around branding in a way that people understand as opposed to how much confusion is going on out there. So I always say, you know, we all have a brand. It's waiting to come out. It takes time and it just doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. You know, I, I think you said something that, that I want to tap into a second um, is that uh, I work a lot in fields that are um, that feel that often they're very different and maybe they don't need to be um, on social media. They're maybe not as up to date on certain things. But what you said that I, that I want to hone in on that I really want the listeners to, to grasp is you have a brand whether you realize it or not. So, so meaning that if, um, if I go to LinkedIn and I can't find you, it tells me things about you. If, yep. I go, if I go to Facebook and I see, you know, every Friday night you're out um, at a party or you're politically aligned one way or you're whatever, it says, it tells me who you are. Not right or wrong, no judgment on it, but it tells me who you are. The moment I can't find you online, online. It tells me you are tech averse and not staying um, up with the times, which could be appealing to me. Um, you know, you know, if you're aligned politically one way that that could appeal to me, it also could repel me from another. So I, I want you to talk a little bit about the fact of the power of brand if you're not getting on top of it. Yeah, but I'll, I'll peel this one back even farther is perceptions reality. Mm-hmm. And even though people go, you know what, I may not be on social and all that, really, I have no brand. Yes, you do, because your clients and the people you hang out with and centers of influence all are forming opinions of who you are. Right. And they're developing, hey, who's Larry Levine, right? Who's this person? What's he all about? Or who's Meredith, right? What's she all about? So it's already being built. So those who may, who, who may say, hey, you know what? I don't play on social, right? Why do I need to develop this brand? People, you already have one. Right. It, it, it's the opinions and it's the thoughts of your clients and your prospects if you're in the sales world, right? Or if you're not in the sales world, pick the, pick the industry you're working in and, and throw in your customers or whoever in there. Yeah, it matters. So, you know, it, it does matter. And to me, perception matters 100%, especially in this world that we live in today. So, you know, I would challenge salespeople out there. I don't care. I think everybody's in sales, whether they believe it or not. I, I, would, I would agree with that. And I think and that. Is, you, you know what? And they may say, hey, my clients aren't on social, but I live in the middle of nowhere, right? No one's on. I go, you know what? Everybody knows what Google is. Everybody knows what the internet is. I mean, come on, let's get over it. it, yeah. it especially if I'm in a sales capacity, knowing that I'm already behind the eight ball already because the lack of trust and there's rampant skepticism and BS meters are all time high and all that. We got to overcome that. And what better way to overcome that than at least position yourself correctly and leverage some of these key platforms that are out there to position yourself as that subject matter expert and take pride in what you do and put it out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that, you know, I think as, um, as salespeople today, we, we need image more than we've never, than we've ever needed image before. And it is the fact that if I can buy the product without you, if you're not giving me reasons as to what you can bring to the relationship, I will choose to buy it without you. And, and the truth is, um, you know, a, a salesperson can bring a tremendous amount of value, but we have to be communicating those. We have to be communicating those messages. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's, um, and through my journey, you know, this is what I've really started to uncover that it's not so much as 
sales reps playing in the social world is I'm a firm believer and I'm not here to say don't, but what I said, if you really want to uncover all of this and make it work for you, you got to really clearly understand how to articulate your value, tell a great story. You got to understand how to deliver this with high levels of business acumen and you got to engage in great conversation. Cause if you can't do that face to face, you're going to struggle with doing this online. Yeah, and that's what I want people to understand. And that's why I'm not here to papui all that's going on and what everybody's, you know, because everybody chooses to do things as they see fit. But I always said, you know, social shines this big shiny light on the sales world that a we can do better. And where it shines the light is, is not figuring out how social works is figuring out how to integrate this into what we do. So mm-hmm. it gets us out in the marketplace with high levels of integrity, with high levels of sincerity, with high levels of substance. And if you can do this correctly, social is just like freaking rocket fuel. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is. And I think that's the things that people struggle with is they see all the sexiness behind social, Meredith, but they don't see all the work. They, they, they're just not willing to do all the work that's necessary yeah, get to but that you, point. You know what I love about um, social is I feel like it it it's prospecting for me. Like when I shoot videos and put things out there, or I write things, people self-select as to whether they're interested in me or not interested in me. I don't even get that much negative pushback. I mean, every once in a while, but I think that people who don't believe in who I am and what I stand for and what I write about, I think they move on and they go and find their tribe. So I think it has real power in sales. Yeah, you know, and, and I always share this question out always just to get people to think is the question is this is how do you expect to get noticed in a marketplace when nobody knows you exist? Yeah. And, and I get people to think about it and I go, you know, I'm not here to, to say, you, you know, anything negative, but I want people to really think about that. You know, here we are the middle of 2019, just about, and that question holds true in any organization right now is how do you expect your salespeople to get noticed in a marketplace when nobody knows they exist? And quite frankly, if some of their clients don't know they exist, we got to learn how to package and promote and put ourselves out there because, you know, in the corporate world, they do that via their website. Okay. Well, let's just take, take this back even farther is in a sales world, your website is, you know, whether that be LinkedIn or some of the other platforms you choose to play on, you got to position yourself really well because people are poking holes at you left and right. And the first place they're going to go, is where they feel comfortable with because they can do it whenever they want. Yeah, exactly. They're going to be, um, you know, I always tell, I always tell my audiences, I always say that um, you've got to realize in today's marketplace, the sales cycle actually starts without you. That, you know, how we get information, how we make decisions. I mean, the first thing we do is Google. Then we talk to other people. Then we, you know, we listen at conferences or we read magazines. And if your name isn't out there popping up, if you're not kind of bubbling to the surface, then you're already behind by the time you physically make the sales call. Because people do business with people they have heard of first. It's the very first step. So that piece of creating that brand. But again, you've, you've got to align it, I think, so powerfully, as you said, with who you are authentically. I mean, one thing I love about today's marketplace is you've got to know what you believe in. Yeah. And, 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 and that's why I'm, and that's why Meredith, I'm waving the flag on this and I won't deviate from it. It's who I was. I saw success with it. You know, once I found out what it really meant and that's what I'm bringing and that, you know, that's my mission and that's my vision is I'm really waving the flag around mm-hmm. this and, and why, you know, I throw out words like don't be an empty suit and things like that. It's, it's not to make fun and, and berate people and things like that. Just say, Hey, you know what? We can all do better. Yeah. We can all. And that's why I said there's a massive difference between a sales rep and a sales professional. And I write about it in my book. It, yes. you know, it's just, you know, simply sales professionals, you know, they're constantly working on themselves. They're constantly improving. They take ownership of who they are. And I'm keeping it really simple. And sales reps just make excuses why they just don't do those things. 
Yeah. You know, it's, um, it is, I was, I was talking with, um, with a client earlier today and I was sharing the fact that I had just lost a job. We were talking for the fact that they're going through some struggles, but I, it's some things that I passionately believe in that are non-negotiables for me. I write about them. I speak about them. I shoot videos on them and I, and a client, somebody self-selected to talk to me about the process. I put together what we were going to do. And at the last minute they decided not to move forward. And my client was saying, weren't you upset? And I said, absolutely not. The last thing I want to, I know, I know what I passionately believe in and I believe that I am right. And if they're not bought into the overall concept, this isn't going to be a good relationship. It's not going to work long term anyway. So this frees me up to go work with people who have the same beliefs, values, and, and thoughts that I do. And I, 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 I want to make that point because I think once you know who you are, it not only makes getting sales easier, but it makes losing them easier. Well, no, you know, you're right. And I go, it, you know, one of the things is I always, I always ask salespeople, you know, let's, let's go back to your best sale, right? The one where, I mean, everything was just clicking. Why was it clicking, right? Why did they do business with you? and so forth. And we start unpeeling that because there's common grounds and things yeah. like that. And that's where I started to really hone in on, you know, I call it value alignment. Mm-hmm. And, and I think if we can align this, it is just magic. And, and it's a simple thing is this, if we can understand our values, our personal values, us as a sales individual, if we can understand our value and the values and what we bring to the marketplace, and we can weave that into what our company values and we can find and align to what our customers value and we find that intersection, that's magic. I, I, I agree. Um, you know, Larry, as much as I hate to, we have to wrap this show up because they've got us in a, in, a, um, in a time constraint, but I feel like we have just peeled the first layer of, um, of, a, of a massive onion. So I hope we can have you back to... Um, to talk more because I love this idea and I think I really think the importance of being who we are knowing our values and aligning to that are going it's going to become even more important as this uncertain marketplace takes hold but tell our listeners how they can find out more about you find out more about your services and most importantly find out more about selling from the heart uh, a couple of things they can go to sellingfromtheheart.net that's where you can find out about the whole concept around selling from the heart. You can find the podcast. You can find, you can download first three chapters of the book. You can go to Amazon. You can find the book on Amazon as well. Uh, I'm f- active when I can be on LinkedIn. So you can find me on LinkedIn at Larry Levine, 1992. Uh, that's, that's about it. Well, I really want to encourage my listeners to head over to um, sellingfromtheheart.net and really find Larry on Um, social media. He is active. He'll respond to you. You get some good engagement there. So again, I want to thank you for being a part of this show. I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Thriving in Uncertainty. And I hope that you will reach out, connect with us, give us your feedback. But most importantly, we will see you here next week for another important episode of the strategies we need to succeed no matter what this marketplace does. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Thriving in Uncertainty. Please join your host, Meredith Elliott Powell, for another program next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This week, embrace the change in your business and yourself.